welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And I'm Caleb. Hello, welcome. Hello, everybody. I think uh, this week's pick is a Chris pick. That is correct. Um, with with a little bit extra uh, reason for picking this soundtrack, I think. A little bit extra. Or is it okay? What is the reason for the season? <laughs> I mean, Reveal yourself. This was an album I owned. Okay. Uh, this is the Men in Black, nineteen ninety seven. Men in Black, the album, huh? Hey. Let's give it up for that. And right. uh, yeah, I guess the extra little uh, little cherry on top is that there's a new Men in Black movie coming out, Men in Black International, opening tonight, two weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know when this drops. We're in a time I... warp. That's very a, exciting. It's a podcast faux pas to ever timestamp anything. So. We're actually in line at the theater. It's going around the block. We don't know if we're going to get tickets. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty big ticket, hot ticket here in New York. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> By all accounts, all it's uh, one of the worst ones. But <laughs> but no, uh, this. This is a, I thought, a, a very iconic soundtrack. I don't know if we want to get into uh, a little, I was miffed a little bit. By, um, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, the songs on this album are not on the soundtrack at all. There's, yeah, most of this most soundtrack of this, is not in the movie. Is, uh, Which is an like, interesting a, choice. A soundtrack in name only. This is a little bit of um, it's spits, a mixed spits in the face of everything we stand for here at Tracklisting. Yeah. Well, you, guys, you guys warned me and I was like, no, I'll just do it. I think there is. I was like, I remember a lot of it and uh and then i went back and watched the movie and you're totally it's all scored uh except for during the the credit sequence it's actually shocking that there isn't uh, i guess we live in an age now where there's so much pop music in movies that it was a little unnerving to like watch this movie again and realize that there's like no pop music except for one elvis song yeah yeah yeah. which is not on the soundtrack (laughs) not will not appear on this episode um but it, I think it was a symptom of it, this was a huge Hollywood movie. This was a giant budget, like big stars, half a billion dollar production. Yeah, I mean yeah. It, it was it was crazy. Yeah, well, a bunch uh, of reshoots, all kinds of things. Yeah, there was a lot of reshoots. But I think that this the way my understanding is that this film actually did a lot better than they expected. Like this is Will Smith's maybe third movie. This is after Independence Day. Uh, I don't think so. I think this is before Independence Day. Um, I don't think that's. Let's I'll, I'll have to double check it. He definitely had done uh, no, I Bad think he's Boys. Coming right off Independence Day. I think he's done Bad Boys. I think he's done. Um, there was a, a one play that he was in. It's, this is so Independence Day came out before this. Oh, okay. But there you go. Is, yeah, there you I go. got one point for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, winning. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like they talked about. Uh, the reason why he was cast was because someone liked him in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, I think it was uh, the director's wife. Yeah, was it W. D. Richter or something like that? Was the director? Well, I saw it? no, it's a uh, Barry Levinson, isn't Excuse it? Excuse me. Or, um, I think that the offered casting was Clint Eastwood and Chris O'Donnell, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And which would have been so much better. <laughs> Levin- <laughs> Levinson, Son- Sonnenfeld. Yeah, uh, Barry, Son- Son- Barry Sonnenfeld. Barry Sonnenfeld. Yeah, Barry Levinson is the diner. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Chris O'Donnell turned it down because he was like, I'm tired of like the new recruit. Like the, he just come off of Batman. He's like I'm tired of being like the young new guy who's like new on the scene. And he turned it down. I'm sure he's kicking himself. And yeah. This yeah. movie, can you imagine with no humor in it? <laughs> Clint Eastwood and Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> also, David Schwimmer was offered the role. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine David Schwimmer? Oh, boy. Saying all, the exact same things as Will Smith in this? I could. See, I would watch that movie a lot, a lot quicker than I would the Chris O'Donnell version. Guys. 
There's aliens everywhere. <laughs> Let's dive into the first track. This is track one. Will Smith coming in hot with Men in Black. <laughs> We straight don't exist, no names and no fingerprints Saw something strange, watch your back Cause you never quite know where the MIBs is at Uh, eh Song earning Will Smith a uh, Grammy for best solo rap performance. Good job, Will. I think this is his first solo track. I think this is the first uh, song he did without, without Jazzy Jeff. DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, and it kicked off the grand tradition of the titular Will Smith song for every movie he was in for yeah. probably a decade. Oh God, what a genius! We should say this is the same star and director as Wild Wild West. Yeah, Wickedy Wild Wild Which Wild. is legitimately, I think, the worst movie I've ever seen in the theater. Yeah, it was really bad. There's uh, <laughs> As much as Kevin Smith kind of irks me, he's got a great story about, like, oh, yeah. uh, the, the producer. The producer. Who, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the giant spider. He's like, we need a giant spider at the end. <laughs> like, why? He's like, just do it. <laughs> We should give a shout out to the uh, original yeah. song. The song uh, is what "Forget Me Nots" is what the song's called. I can yeah. never remember who but did the, it. The pa- highlights. Patrice Russian. There you go. The original ah. version. Let's just get a little taste of it here. Funny tidbit um, in the Will Smith version. The, yeah. The, uh, the female lead vocal on that, uh, sung by uh, Coco Gamble from the, SWV. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it's the opposite of the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... The original the, song is all about, um, like, you'll never forget me. And, and, of course, the Men in Black, it's all about, like... Uh, Basically, roofing people with a magic wand. <laughs> yeah, if you may remember, it's called the, a neuralizer. <laughs> in the music video, you know Will Smith is dancing next to a CG alien who's singing her vocal parts. Oh no! And I guess oh. for for some reason, the label, due to some contractual thing, denied her the opportunity to be in the video. And then the video came out, and she was like, "Why? Why is my part being sung by an alien?" <laughs> God. There's kind of kind of like, a you, uh, like what I wanted to be in the video. There's kind of a well-known story with uh, CNC Music Factory uh, with their big hit. Um, what I'm gonna I make got you the power. No, that's that <laughs> uh, gonna make you sweat. But it's every everybody dance now. That's what it so is. the woman who sang that hook in the video was replaced with a model that was like uh, lip syncing the part. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, she looked kind of like a Grace Jones looking like. Very athletic, skinny model. Yeah, yeah. So this is a little bit of an awkward burn. Like it's the opposite way around, where she's replaced with a giant, Freaking terrifying alien. alien. <laughs> like, it's totally come nuts. On. I would have gotten in makeup. Come on. 
Um, I, I mean, that song, wow. That, that How iconic. This That was peak middle school for me. Yeah. I remember there was not one, but two people dancing to Men in Black talent show performances. In my, <laughs> it was like the cool seventh graders did it, and then like some sixth graders also did like... And one was like eight kids doing a Men in Black dance, and one was only two kids. The amount like of talent shows in your life, in your background, I, it boggles my mind. Every... <laughs> Yeah. Hardly a song comes up without some sort of talent show <laughs> being brought to mind. Hey man, these are all from my <laughs> me of that talent show. <laughs> Let's take a listen to track two. This is Snoop Dogg featuring Jermaine Dupree with We Just Wanna Party With You. To be a high roller, you need a pistola And about a half a key of some Coca-Cola Now that I got older, I got a little colder And I don't trip to get a chip off my shoulder Mad dreams of a gangster Being like Cagney or Bogey But Snoop Dogg ain't no follower Man, I'm a general Ah, Snoop Dogg (laughs) Now that's that's totally an original, right? Like they wrote... Yeah, they wrote and recorded. No samples. No samples? Yeah, yeah, that's what No, I mean, Jermaine, at least uh, fucking try. Jermaine Dupri, uh, I remember a good friend of mine who turned me on to a lot of the hip-hop they ended up loving. He used to rail against Jermaine Dupri as just like the biggest hack producer. Yeah. And he, he is a hack producer. He's an even, I mean, he's a terrible rapper. I remember him that he kind of came to fame by producing Criss Cross, which is definitely a tape that I had and got down to when I was a little kid. Well, he was one of those guys that couldn't help but insert himself on, like, every song uh, that he produced. And you're like, dude, be a gentleman. (laughs) Take the back seat for a little bit and, like, let your stars do the work, you know? He was just a tiny, hacky puffy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, what was he out of Atlanta? I think a lot of, like, that kind of... This, I mean, this is way be or not way before, but this is before Outcast, and but there was like kind of a bit of a burgeoning Atlanta kind of southern scene mm-hmm. that he was a part of. But he was kind of a little. What did he, he was married to Janet Jackson? Or I think they dated for, for a little a long, while, long something like that. <laughs> I'm just looking at the year in music in '97. There's a lot of uh, a lot of great. It was a big year for music. Yeah, Mbop. Ooh. <laughs> Tub thumping. Oh, man. Bittersweet Symphony. Oh, yeah. Uh, block Rugging Beats. Yes. Yeah. Come to Daddy. Oh, the Apex Twin. Apex, Apex Twin. Twin. Yeah. OK Computer. Yeah. All kinds of crazy stuff. Jermaine Dupri. So this album. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to Jermaine Dupri. I will say this, uh, anyway. album, this album's largely produced by, there's maybe two or three producers for the whole thing. So there is a little bit of coherence, even if they're not songs that were in a movie. Yeah. Uh, but so it's like the Trackmasters. I can't remember. They went by an embarrassing name at this time. But Jermaine Dupri, yeah, he would license one song and just beat it to death. Yeah. That's actually the closest thing to a cover that we're going to hear in the rap world. It's basically a cover. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, as I said, like, they're not, it's not even a sample. They're just completely ripping off that. Shout but out to Cool and the Gang for writing that group. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Cool and the Gang. Cool and the cool Gang. Who I love. Wasn't I love Cool and the Gang. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, okay, this is also our episode three, Godzilla colon the album. The album. Which yeah. is the same sort of thing that Men in Black, the album, yeah, is going I, for. I think we're learning something today. Yeah. <laughs> the, man, there was money in soundtracks. Ooh. Stay away from the albums. Uh, <laughs> hey, that was my highest rating, I think, today. All right, Nikki, what are we? This is uh, track three, Genuine, with I'm Feeling You. 
I'm doing things that I've never done. You're on my mind, girl, I'm telling you. My love is real, but I have no clue. If it's the same as a neutral, tell me, do you want the same as I do? And I gonna get I just wanna please you, love you, kiss you all over your body. Your body's I'm calling me, baby. And I'm gonna let you go away. There is only one Men in Black, the album soundtrack available on Amazon uh, left for purchase. So uh, listeners, someone hop on that. <laughs> it maintains a 3.5 out of 5 stars. I, uh, I've set mine far too high on eBay. It's uh, $900. <laughs> so I don't look not a bid yet. Uh, genuine, genuine. I, I really like Pony, obviously. Yeah, That's it. my Pony fan. Yeah. Pony yeah. is a jam. Uh, I... This is something I'm kind of trying to come around to, but um, I love 60s and 70s R&B. Yeah. And then when it gets into the 80s, it gets a little dicey, like <laughs> Luther Vandross. And yeah. That. And 90s, see, there's a revival, I feel like, now in like 90s R&B. And there's the, I think the, the pinnacle is probably like D'Angelo or people in that. And at the bottom, probably somewhere closer to Cisco. And I think Genuine's right <laughs> hey. in that, right in the middle. Yeah. Oh, do we have a Cisco apologist? Well, I, you know... Uh, if, if we could throw forward to the Wild Wild West soundtrack, that's part of Drew Hill. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I, it's it is so funny too because you're like R and B, awesome, and then there's like a, a like a steep drop off that happens around like eighty five. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, nineties was. What was happening there, do you think? Uh, There was an aesthetic move away from live instruments, and then that kind of led itself to just studio, just grossness. Yeah. It's a thing where, like, R&B is focused around the beauty of, like, the human voice, Mm -hmm. and the more you, you, like, tweak it and perfect it, then, like, the less gravity it has. Oh. And, like, all the instruments around it until you have something that's just like, ugh. That's beautiful, man. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, no, I think Um, that's great. I will give Genuine... uh, props for the beginning of this song he like he (laughs) for no reason he talks about the men in black like three or four times like leading up to his first verse yeah all right so there's (laughs) he's Uh, he's at least committed to the fact that he's making music inspired by a film he hasn't seen yet yeah i mean and obviously you know that that song just fits so well into fighting aliens and you know (laughs) It looks uh, keeping like the world at peace. One person on Amazon is certainly not pleased with this soundtrack. This is a one-star review. Um, not what I had wanted. Never could get this fixed, so threw it away. I wanted the one song that was the one that made the movie, The Promised Land by Elvis. There you go. Not a happy camper. Oh, yeah. This guy's pissed. Yeah, I that's mean, a little bit. If uh, and he, uh, this is a review from 2014. <laughs> yeah, it's like you should be able to find a track listing if you're on Amazon. Oh, it is uh, totally nuts. <laughs> almost 20 years later, I am upset. Yeah, but it would be weird if they shoehorned the Elvis song into there into this no, whole album. It would be great. All right, maybe. maybe yeah. It's not like he bought the CD and like didn't know what was going to be on it. And was like, "Where's my Elvis?" Yeah, that is a little <laughs> mystery soundtrack. Yeah, wait until the end of the album before you uh, start making grand proclamations about That's this true. album hanging together aesthetically. I mean, this this album was a hot commodity on the playground, guys. This was a, <laughs> this was traded. This we was, should say this probably went double platinum, triple platinum or something. This is a big oh, yeah, yeah. this is a big one of the biggest selling huge. of all time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Soundtrack. I think it's, it's probably same. one of the most successful soundtracks of all time. Absolutely. Well, let's take a peek at track four. I think uh, this artist making their first appearance. Alicia Keys with Da Di Da Sexy Thing. 
just her first appearance on this, on the podcast this is her first uh recorded song released sexy thing also in parentheses yeah, recommendation one of our favorite uh tropes oh, parentheses. Yeah. i in think parentheses. Uh, this is like a 17 year old alicia keys oh wow yeah i was gonna say she had to be pretty young pretty young because i think like mid 2000s is when she really popped yeah i think I re- she signed so she was like kind of a little bit of a pop prodigy and she she had been signed to labels on and off like throughout like the whole time she was like going to high school i th- i can't remember if it was columbia records or some record company and she'd been working with different producers and kind of like wasn't working out and i think through the whole time she was signed for her first record deal it was only this was like one of two songs that i think were ever actually released oh, wow. and then she signed somewhere else and blew up i like when she took that stand in 2016 for not wearing makeup anymore after like some photo shoot that uh, you know got her really upset, she seems cool. That's an easy stand to take when you're like really good looking. Yeah, I was gonna say she's like very gorgeous <laughs> to begin with. You're like, all right, good for you that you don't need makeup because you're so pretty. Yeah, she's not like I have alopecia, so I have to put on the wig and the eyebrows and yeah. the beard and everything. <laughs> and the beard. <laughs> I want to say a few things about this movie as we go along. Um, sure. So Men in Black, I remember growing up, I, I was like really into the uh, comic? UFOs and stuff. Oh, no, okay. this is, I didn't have the comic ever, but the Men in Black were like a, I, I've, I've talked to you about listening to Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Yeah. All the conspiracy oh, shit. Oh yeah, baby. The Men in Black were like a sinister force. Yeah. It was these, uh, these like shadowy government people that would show They're up whenever. Covering up everything. They would do strange, erratic things so that nobody would believe your story once, when you told them like what happened and, uh. And they would do, th- yeah, they would like do things that you didn't remember, so you couldn't remember what happened. And it was super creepy. I remember growing up as a kid being like kind of terrified of the men in black. And then in the X Files, they like played on that some. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a term that predates the Marvel comic book and, of course, the movie. Yeah. It was used for like government cover up. But it was, yeah, like, they guys were like, in suits would show up. The and stories just, like, were like everything. pretty terrifying, kind of more scary than the alien stories, at least when I was a kid. And then this movie came out and it was just like, we're in the men in black. We're just yeah. dancing with aliens <laughs> and everything's great. Genuine's like, yeah, this goes out to the men in black. You're like, what? <laughs> like, do we, yeah, we don't, we don't like them. And They're not a good... It's yeah. kind of... I mean, I guess I haven't said it yet to this point, but this is a great movie. The movie, I think, holds up. And the fact that it made the men in black so instantly relatable and it just became like... I don't know. I, do you guys not think the movie holds up? <laughs> I th- yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. I was like second watch. The first one is great. The s- yeah, yeah. I think the sequels were a symptom of the time. I think the second one was awful. The third one hit or miss in certain parts. But like the second one, they were like, hey, let's just use the uh, CGI pug. Everyone liked that guy. Like, let's just give all the lines. Oh, yeah. The second one is I, it's been so It's been so long since I've seen it, it's hard to say. But I, I remember loving it when I saw it. There's so much pug in the <laughs> The first one He's is really. Agent. The first one is good. It's like mostly practical effects. A lot of people would say I think that Vincent D'Onofrio's performance like carries a movie. It's so good. He crushes it. And what I I don't remember Tommy Lee Jones being very funny growing up, but in this I, I didn't realize how many like quick lines that just go yeah. like there's no laugh at it. You know, 
Like it's not he just like slips it in right, real quick. Tommy Lee Jones is brilliant in this. He's so great. I mean, my whole complaint for like uh, movies of the last five years is that there's no more straight men in action like comedies. Yeah, like Thor Ragnarok, and I'm just sure I'm sure the new funny. Men in Black. Everybody's everyone's like, a these scripts riot. have been punched up to death. Like every, like every comedian's been paid ten thousand dollars to go through and add five jokes to every character. Yeah, and it's just at the end of it, it's just a bunch of people wisecracking. And this is like the last time. Like you watch this movie, there's only one person who's like not taking things seriously, and everybody else is like in character. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. That's, you got Rip Torn and Tommy Lee Jones, and they're both they're both the most serious men ever. And it's great, dude. Tommy Lee Jones does not smile the entire movie. It's great, but like everything he says is pretty funny. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. Funny. yeah. No, he actually, he is funny, but like uh, not in the way that he would be funny. I'm sure now. Yeah. Track five. <laughs> okay. Hey, there's track five. Will Smith coming in hot again oh. with just cruising. Up in the sky from NY, la la to MI, just cruising. Well, baby, I don't care. Just cruising. As long as you take me there. Just cruising. Somewhere to clear my mind. Just cruising. Just cruising. Zero to 60, flossing. 90 degrees, Sony cartridges, 10 CDs each. Reach to the beach, south side leaning. It ain't off and I'm off and I'm fiending for the top down. Drop down, got me hot now. Heat it up. Uh, Will Smith is clean, clean rap. Real clean. I pulled up the uh, that Family Guy parody from a while ago. Oh, yeah. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really great. What? 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 Help out your mom and dad by getting a job so you can help pay for school supplies. Woohoo! Say ho! <laughs> Pretty great. Wipe your shoes on the mat when you come in the house. Someone just clean that floor. Woohoo! Say what? What? <laughs> Yeah. The, the line Sony cartridges 10 CDs each is the most <laughs> dated 90s line I've ever heard in my life. It's like, yeah, I can get up to 100 songs. Just give me a second to find the right one. In the movie at one point, they're talking about uh, they're like reverse engineering all this alien technology, and that's where microwaves and everything comes from. Yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones holds up this like little mini disc. The tiny mini disc. And he's like, pretty soon this is going to replace CDs. Yeah. Nope. Oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I'm going to have to buy the White Album again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that song just cruising, also a great uh, sample from Al Johnson and uh, Gene Carney, Back for More. You guys remember like, from the very beginning of the track? Yeah. I mean, that's like the whole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically uh, every it. will smith song you know yeah, some funk sample let's take miami some... or um you know like a whispers track yeah yeah and the beat goes on it's funny because so just cruising i think men in black was included in will smith's first album but just cruising wasn't but for some reason i like remember all the lyrics <laughs> i wish i didn't realize until i was listening to it in preparation for this <laughs> episode and i was like I know Sing every along. single lyric in this song, and I don't remember this song. I so, mean, uh, Nick, can we get a beat? <laughs> I, all I'm saying is, somebody, one of my friends must have had the soundtrack, or maybe it was on yeah. some sort of Will Smith Greatest Hits, something that came out. I don't know. But yeah, I, I know that's completely. It made a lot of people happy. It sold so many copies. <laughs> it's so insane. I will say. Imagine I, how much money he's raked in from this a, whole franchise. A, man, it's a long ways from his, the gritty roots of. Uh, your parents just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's lost his edge at this point. Oh, man. I uh, I looked up. Uh, apparently, Ray Ban sunglasses tripled in sales <laughs> after this movie. And I I do remember I used to go to Sunday school, and uh, there was this uh, one other kid that came to Sunday school in a suit wearing sunglasses. And he kept repeating the line, and he would like direct it at me, and then like other kids, he'd be like, "You know the difference between me and you is, I like, I make this look good." And I'm like, "Your parents dressed you for church. Take the sunglasses off." And they weren't even Ray Bans; they were uh, sunglasses that like had the mirrors in the sides, the look back sunglasses. I had a, I had a pair of those. Yeah. Oh, I, I got them from Jump Rope for Heart. I think I sold like okay. 30 magazines. Enough magazines to get the spy glasses. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And then he kept like walking in front of me and be like, I saw you behind me because of my glasses. <laughs> I think we had the same childhood in Texas. <laughs> no, so how do we not know each other? <laughs> Pretty crazy. Let's take a listen to track six. This is The Roots featuring D'Angelo with The Nonic. Flow on to lost communication. I call but lost store information, and with time, forgot it. It's not like I'm all in tears about it, but the fact of the matter remains that I missed it. It's Hell yeah, D'Angelo. Yeah, he's uh, clearly inspired by the Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. song. <laughs> We've got star. another uh, lift here. But that's like not even a sample. That's just the... They're just singing the part. Yeah, just it's a cover. The... It's basically a cover, right? Yeah, Can yeah. we call it that? Yeah, probably. Um, a lift? Yeah. Mm, I, lift. I had a period in my life where I was really, really into the roots. And yeah, I like the roots. This isn't... They're not like past their prime in this, but I think this is probably a little bit of a throwaway. I, I think if you were... If you're sitting on this, if somebody paid you to do a Roots-ish song for a commercial, it'd probably sound very similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Now they're I, in like weird uh, limbo yeah. on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> well, that's funny. Is it, I feel like they got out of the game right in time. Yeah. Where it's like the, they were, it's already kind of crazy to be a hip hop group and like survive for as long as they did. Yeah. And then they just had an in to be like, we're just going to get a paid gig on TV. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big paycheck to walk on. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're the house band and you have, it's a nightly gig, man. I my dream is to get on Jimmy Fallon and like catch him off guard and be like, can you name all the roots right now? Can you go through and name the entire band? Can you do it? <laughs> just see like what you're doing. I'm having a little bit of a flashback to uh, I think it was a few years ago, uh, Caleb's uh, partner. Uh, on some late night, gave gave me the uh, D'Angelo cornrows. <laughs> yeah. Those like iconic cornrows. The photo, it's that a great. It's it. floating around somewhere. We'll, ha- we'll we have don't to know find. Where it is. We'll have to find it and post it on our uh, Instagram. It's, uh, it's I don't know so. It's, <laughs> it looked pretty good. It's pretty wild. We'll say that. Um, I know that. Um, also, shout out to D'Angelo's last album, uh, Black Messiah. Fantastic album, dude. Everybody, yeah. yeah. I I need to do a deep dive into D'Angelo. Oh, yeah. um, well, I mean, he hasn't. That's the thing. He hasn't put out that many records. I think it's maybe four records. But yeah, I just never like got into him. But I know that Questlove produced or or had a hand in producing mm-hmm. his second or third record. I think maybe a second. So it's not surprising that they're working together on this. Yeah, he's also got bass player Pino Palladino playing on that album too. He's a oh, fantastic bass player. Yeah, uh, I saw the Roots once, um, probably. 12, 15 years ago or something. What? It was amazing. There yeah. was like oh, one of, one of the best awesome hip hop shows I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. It was, I'd really uh, like to see him. 
there was great. I can't remember. Do you remember the song, The Seed 2.0? Yeah, it was used on the Flight of the Concords. Um, or they ripped it off of the Flight oh, of the yeah, Concords, yeah. right? Or was it... Um, I think it's just similar, but okay. I, I think you, you are talking about the right song. But whatever that album was, that was a tour that I saw him on. It was pretty good. That is not the Flight of the Concord song, but the Flight of the Concord song is so similar that it's like yeah, yeah. uncanny. What do we got coming up next? Up next, we are pulling in really quick to track seven. This mm-hmm. is Trey Lorenz with Make You Happy. Me, believe me when I tell you that girl, you should be mine. Oh, my. Sounds like this track is maybe album filler, but maybe not album filler. What do you guys think? Filler, no filler. Um, I gotta ding him. He didn't pay us the courtesy that Genuine did by mentioning the Men in Black at the beginning of the track. Men in Black, top of the track. Faux pas. (laughs) Um, this uh, Trey Lawrence, I think, is uh, kind of a career backup singer. I mean, yeah, he was he, a Mariah Carey guy for a little bit. Yeah, I, he had one record that I think had a nominal hit, but it didn't do much business, and so he kind of went back into background singing, which is something. At first, I was like, "Oh, that's that's like kind of sad," but I'm like, "I was like, oh, that's basically what I do. I'm basically like a backup <laughs> singer in, in the art world." Hey, so I was like, oh, good for him. Hits, man. He's a fucking, you know, he's a worker, man. He's like, he, he took his shot and yeah. he made an RB album that, by all accounts, was fine, was okay, and then uh, and then he just went back to work. I think that he... song uh, co-written by Mariah Carey. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was her on that, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. Like I think she's she's singing she's singing back up on his track. Um, I think he had an album in 93 and then another one in 2006 or something like that. Like there was a real. Sp- Real space between, but I think he only has two studio albums and then a bunch of singles. But yeah, well, he he did kind of a, a slightly famous duet with uh, Ryan Carey, I think a cover of a Jackson Five song. Oh, there we go. We'll be playing that. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> Track eight. <laughs> Track eight is Nas with Escobar ninety seven. Off the Dutch, this is every day, every second gotta make it pay. Every lesson I learned got me open while most of these rappers are stay burnt. Word. Honeys, cash, cash, cars, ghetto celebrities, hood movie stars, gas slingers, now rap singers, on who we all went from nasty to Nas, Nas to Escobar. Money, cash, cash, cars, huh? ghetto celebrities, hood movie stars, gas slingers, now rap singers, on who we all went from cool story bro this is probably my i wouldn't i don't know if i'd say my favorite song on the album but this is probably the best song on the album i was a big i was a big nas fan back in the day i was too illmatic is an amazing album yeah and the second one was pretty good. He turned out, of course, to be kind of a terrible person, but okay. Wait, what? who doesn't? Uh, you heard it here last. <laughs> Not as bad as some, but... I, I think I missed that one on Nas. I didn't know what he... Oh, uh, he was married to Khalees. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and when they got divorced, there were some abuse allegations. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Come on, Nas. But it's funny. I mean, out of all the rappers who rap about abusing women, he didn't really go that route, and then yeah. he turned out to be an abuser. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> right, Jesus. But I do, I like the production on that. It's not like goofy. It's, it, I mean, that reminds me a little bit more of kind of like a RZA, like Wu-Tang production yeah, where there's yeah, some yeah. like atmospheric, like samples from different genres. It's starting to be pretty interesting. Yeah, I think his early stuff was definitely reminiscent of Wu-Tang and stuff like that. And uh, I love his uh, his album, uh, the one I can't say on here. It's just, <laughs> just the N-word, but it's spelled out. Uh it's really good too. <laughs> He's, I mean, yeah, no, this is good. I'm just looking at uh, back at the Amazon reviews here. This oh is uh, JT Wolf uh, with five stars from November 3rd, 2015. Will Smith and aliens rapping. What more could you want? <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think aliens actually rap. If yeah, anything, they, they sing alien. back up. Yeah. I don't, yeah, uh, they lip sync to people doing their versions of old. Songs. <laughs> How many people are buying this within the last five years? Yeah, a lot of like, yeah, this is buying it. This is a CD format. It's We're not talking well. about buying it like the MP3 audio. Yeah. Will Smith, he's one of the best '90s rappers, entertaining millions of fans all over the world <laughs> as a singer and as an actor, working in movies, okay, and sitcoms. I'm gonna back that up. Uh, does not sing. <laughs> <laughs> not a good rapper. I'm not. Has Will Smith ever sung? No, no. Uh, yeah, not to my knowledge. No. <laughs> it's pretty insane, but he's had such a great music career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no melodies, just rapping. I'm fine with Will Smith. I like Will Smith. Okay, he's yeah. a charming guy. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? Sure, why not? <laughs> um, I think he was really going for that Oscar. Like he got really close with um, Ali. Uh, yeah, and then Pursuit of Happiness. Well, I feel like that was when he was leaning in too hard. And then there was one even worse, which was like seven pounds or something like that. And he's like, the the movie poster is him just like with a quivering lip, like crying. And it's like, this is Oscar bait. And then uh, then he made movies like Collateral Beauty. Which oh, like, oh God, like, don't get me started on that. Dude, oh, there's the a whole piece of shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> I just remember when they were filming uh, some scene for Men in Black Three over in uh, over in my neighborhood at uh, yeah. uh, this diner. Uh, oh yeah, the Chris and I have been yeah, to and had nice, problems nice hanging there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just it's an insane place. But I remember seeing Will Smith's uh, trailer parked on the street during that time, and it's this crazy like two story uh, glass thing that drives. Her. There's a there's like two gems inside of it. It's, it's totally nuts. I mean, he's yeah. I think he's been in his own bubble since like this era yeah. of will smith he hasn't seen or talked to like a real human being it's since, definitely like, um the era of like giant super giant movie stars has like almost ended and yeah. he is one of the younger if not the youngest of example of like somebody who's like an international movie star yeah yeah um 1968 i will say men in black 3 had jermaine clement as a villain from fly the concords there you go Nice go. tie-in. Nice. Good job, buddy. <laughs> we love Will Smith on track listing. We, yeah, come on the pod. We appreciate man. it. We want to hear you sing. <laughs> Let's dive into track nine. This is Emoja with Erotic City. Tonight I want to see if you can hang with me in my
didn't realize like how um, this album has kind of turned into something uh, a high school me would try to use to make a lady feel comfortable in my apartment. <laughs> this is a little <laughs> baby making right here. Yeah, it's like, hey, relax. Sit on the couch. This Come is on. the one Have track. Have you ever heard Emoja? <laughs> this is the one track, like, I could not find anything. I think it's a little bit filler, you know. It's just oh, I mean, it's definitely a little bit filler. It's, uh, it's stealing. But it's no filter. It's stealing the name from one of my favorite Prince songs, um, although they're spelling erotic with a K. Yeah, because it was the '90s. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, I, I couldn't. I have no idea who Emoja is. It seems like a weird okay. name to have. This is probably a decade before emojis be- existed. Yeah, not, no one was saying emoji back then. I think my uh, my notes on my paper say skip. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right, next track. Sure. There we go. Track ten, baby. This is a tribe called Quest with same old thing. It'll jump, that's where the Aunt Bessie Profound sentences of pure lyric gems Some of my friends be liking people with stems Folks be on the taste for the cheddar Thinking it makes your life better But it can make you ass out And when I'm at a show, chicks never pass out We got the joints to make the whole mash out out A try core quest, make the party go down Plus we bring positive vibes to fill up all your crowns Lyrics comes to cats like a hot and cold flash So could come smash Pretty sick. I was really I like into that. Tribe Called Quest when I was younger. I like Tribe. This is in the era like before they had some kind of disbanding. This is like a old school Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. I mean, this is. It's funny because a lot of the a lot of those like uh, native tongues groups that kind of backpackery rap, um, they started really young, and mm-hmm. it was kind of like um, this little mini movement of I don't know. I should, maybe I shouldn't say mini movement, but a movement of like kind of uh, socially conscious kind of hippie rap yeah, where yeah. it was like, like Arrested uh, Development Arrested like Development De La Soul um, Jungle Brothers and it, it's kind of funny to think of it was early enough in the days of rap where I guess you could say there were like three different schools of rap there was like super violent like this is you know right in the heyday of gangster rap gangster rap, rap yeah and then there was like the Will Smith like kind of radio rap which yeah. is probably <laughs> Like closer, like Wipe related your shoes to on the mat when you come inside. Well, but that is like uh, a lot of like early early hip hop was kind of that. So that's like a little bit more yeah. of the classic form. And then it's you back had when these hip hop uh, had a message. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, it had a little bit of a message. But it was a lot of it was more kind of like dance floor, like uh, emceeing. And oh, then, that's true, yeah. but then like the native tongue thing came mostly out of New York, I think, and yeah. uh, it's pretty interesting. But then this is a little bit after like those those important records by those bands so this is like maybe a little bit tired that track same old thing has a uh i, I knew i recognized that groove from somewhere oh, yeah. and it's the uh it's the groove from the mahavishnu orchestra track miles oh, yeah. beyond that's right Yeah, great beginning to a song. The song definitely uh, goes way downhill once the uh, strings come in. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it kind of goes into the John McLaughlin uh, nightmare world. But, um, the beginning groove on it's great. I feel like that is the mark of a great sample when somebody's able to find like the good part of a yeah. song that's not very good yeah, yeah, <laughs> or that yeah. really loses it. That's Yeah, when you're really going to the that's record the genius, collection. Where it's yeah. like... Because there's so many songs that I love where I like, especially when I was younger, where you'd be like, I wish I could just listen to this these first few bars over and over. Yeah. Maybe oh, with yeah, somebody yeah. like yelling on top of it. That'd be great. Well, maybe it's no wonder that John McLaughlin got kicked out of Miles Davis's <laughs> band for doing acid. 
<laughs> they had a pretty strict uh, policy in yeah. that band. <laughs> One guitar neck is enough. <laughs> Pretty wild. Uh, let's see. What have we got next? Uh, I think Chris maybe has a game prepared for us. Yeah, uh, I do, you guys. A little track listing bird told me. <laughs> I'm excited for this. It's going to be great. Uh, we'll take a break, and we will come back with a game by Christopher Darden. Okay. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. Uh, please like and subscribe and make sure to rate and review on iTunes. That's important. Spotify, you can also find us there. Caleb? Uh, we really appreciate it. And also we're on social media if you want to find us on Twitter. That is at TracklistingPod. And I think you can find us on Instagram. Instagram is TracklistingPodcast. And I think we actually might have an old-fashioned website. Oh, TracklistingPodcast.com. <laughs> and uh, no Facebook. <laughs> No Facebook allowed. Sorry, Mark. Too old. You ruined our democracy! Thanks for listening. We love y'all. Welcome back to Men in Black. We are here with Chris Darden, and he has a new game for us on this episode. That's right, Nick. I've got Tinseltown Tunes. Oh, Tinseltown Tunes coming at you strong. Tinseltown Tunes. Tinseltown Tunes. Tinseltown Tunes is the name of the game. And the name will never change. That's the name we've settled on. If anyone out there has a better idea. Nope, nope. That's a permanent name. Please send in better game. This game is called Tinseltown Tunes, and I'm going to ask... Final name. I'm going to ask oh, Nick man. and Caleb, a, I'm going to play a clip of uh, people singing in movies. And they're going to get a point uh, if they can identify the actor or actress singing, and they're going to get a point if they can identify the movie. So, got a couple of rounds of that, and maybe a tiebreaker round. So, Tinseltown okay. Tunes. Tinseltown Tunes. Can we hear that theme song now? <laughs> So, so uh, this first question is for you, Nick. Why don't you go ahead and play that clip that I sent you? You're going to have to identify the movie and who's seeing the song in the movie, in okay. character, okay. if that makes sense. All okay? Right. You guys will catch on. So round one. Round one. Clue. Okay. He will rock you. He All right, I think I've got the idea okay. here. This is this is a warm up, okay? Okay, warm up, warm up. Is that Mark Wahlberg in Boogie Nights? That is correct. Okay. That is uh, Dirk Very Diggler in his foray into the yeah. music chapter. I of his see life. my in, in big lights. It just says Dirk Diggler. I think that's two points for Nick. That's two points, and for a non-existent bonus point, can you tell me who's playing guitar? Uh, playing guitar is that John C. Riley? John C. Riley. Uh, uh, what is his name? Brock something. <laughs> He's like, hey man, you work out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want uh, you like margaritas? It, a lot of people tell me it looked just like Han Solo. <laughs> um, all right, Caleb. Uh, let's. They they get more obscure as they go. Okay. okay? okay. So that that was child's play. Okay. That was set in Spike. This one. Tinsel Town Tunes. Tinsel Town Tunes. Can we hear that theme song again? Yeah. No, no, no. All right. This one's Don't for you. Don't tempt me, Caleb. <laughs> Nick, hit that. Clue number two. Clue two. Coming at ya. You always heard the ones you love. The one you should have heard it all. You always stay. Caleb is reeling. There's more to it. There's a little bit of a clue. 
Okay. You're actually good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. So he's playing for somebody. I definitely re- <laughs> I remember this, but I don't remember what it's from. I can give you two clues. Can we okay. get the, Can we get the end of that one one more yeah, time? Sure. Just yeah, sure. Yeah. Tail end get of the that? Get the tail end with the female dialogue. Hi, Miss Hart. And with a hasty word, you can. You're actually good. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's actually pretty bad, but yeah. 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 Pretty... <laughs> <laughs> but use it. You know, use it. Okay. I'm. Uh... You want to you want a clue? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, this is uh, a feel... movie from 2010. All right. Okay. I, I, the weird thing is, I feel like I watched this very recently, but I can't remember why. Okay, and I will say the the female voice you heard is tap dancing. Okay, those are your two clues. Oh God. The, uh, female, the female voice you heard is tap dancing. She is tap dancing during the ukulele scene. Okay. Okay, I can pass it over to Nick for a steal. You got to give me an answer, Caleb. This is dead air. In <laughs> yeah, five, yeah. I'm gonna pass four. it. Okay. Nick? I have a couple of guesses, but I'm just gonna pass it. Nick uh, for the steal. Can you tell me? Is this? Uh, I'm just gonna take a wild guess. Sure. Um, is this uh, Fifty First Dates? It is not Fifty okay. First Dates. Okay. That was not Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know it wasn't him. No, it was like maybe yeah. someone. Okay. In the movie. I almost want to say it was like Joaquin Phoenix or something. But. Okay, the answer, it was Ryan Gosling ah. in Blue oh, Valentine. God. No way. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wow. So, so we're, we're still on the non-obscure list. No, no, no. That was a big movie. That was a big movie. I watched that movie in the theater, but I, yeah, I haven't seen it it's since an, it came it's out. It's the most iconic scene from that film. It was a very popular film. That I, is a fucking depressing movie. Is, uh, oh, man. Uh, finally, a movie for adults. Okay, uh, okay. All right, moving around. Tinsel Town Tunes. <laughs> Round three. <laughs> okay. Okay, Nick. Oh, man. Why don't you hit clue number three? Same story, third verse. Here we go. Here we go. Take it away, clue three. Give me the best of you. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. Uh, sounds like we got some New York City action happening. In <laughs> yeah, it was, it was in New York, yeah. Um, sounds like we're outside on a street, perhaps, or in an, in an arena. We are in a, in a, a concert venue arena. Concert venue. Yeah. Um, Do you want me to give a little bit of context for what's happening? Just because it sounds... It's it's like... I can give a little context. Oh, yeah, okay. go ahead. This The... Uh, she has been given the mic at this point okay. in like a big concert venue. Okay, how about that? Great baseline. I'm trying to think if it was one of those movies with an actual pop star. Oh man! Um, I'll give you a, I'll give you one more clue. Okay. Um, this was from 2001, and it was a box office flop. 
Okay. Um, man. Is this uh, Glitter? Is this that Mariah Carey movie? You got it. Hey. Glitter, Mariah Carey. All right. Two more points to Nick. Fucking next. hell. All righty. All right. Now I'm feeling a little guilty because I, I intentionally made maybe the more <laughs> obscure stuff for Caleb because I've never stumped, oh, really, yeah. I never stumped Caleb. So Would you have gotten I, that one if I hadn't have known that one? No, no, I wouldn't have gotten that. Well, we mentioned Mariah Carey earlier and I thought that would like put the Kinda seed. A seedlet. But she can hit that. Apparently, she's got that crazy uh, like vocal range. Well, she, uh, she and I thought like, yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she has this uh, crazy ability to sing off-key and uh, <laughs> lip-sync on air. It's pretty, pretty impressive. Oh, okay. Uh, we got, we're going to move this game around. Round four. Round four. four. Caleb, tell me, who is the actress or yeah. actor singing, and okay. what is the movie? Here is your clue four. context she uh-huh. is just free singing in a bar not even just to her friends at a bar uh okay. let's get that one more time What a great little tune there and uh, Tinseltown tune. <laughs> All right, you don't have any clues for that one. <laughs> I've got some clues. I'll right. give you some decent clues. Uh, this was a movie from 1996 and it was written and directed by Nora Ephron. Okay, okay. Do, 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 do. Here's another clue. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm kind of blanking on Nora Ephron. Is that, I don't know, is that fried green tomatoes? That is not fried green tomatoes. All right, I, give, it, give it to Nick to steal. Nick, can you steal so it? The, this was 1996, 1996. You said? Oh, boy. The Nora Ephron helped write it and directed it. Oh, man. I'm totally going to screw this up. Is this from Thelma and Louise? It is not. No. It is not. This is the movie. Okay, here's the reveal. Too, too Ready? Late. <laughs> this is the movie Michael, starring John Travolta, oh. and the singer was Andy, Andy McDowell. McDowell. Yeah, yes. yeah. All right. Heard, like he's an angel or something. Yeah, he's, he's an, an angel. angel. He's an angel. <laughs> he's a real angel. <laughs> really making some enemies tonight. <laughs> this game. Jesus. All right. <laughs> these are all. The thing is, these are all classic, like iconic oh. scenes from. From the movie. I knew you so, loved that movie. Okay. <laughs> Has anybody here seen Glitter? Michael. I'm a Michael guy. You know me. That's all I ever watched. I'm a Michael guy. <laughs> well, I thought, okay, Glitter, I thought it was clearly Mariah Carey's voice because uh, she's the only one that hits that high, that yeah. high C all night. Um, <laughs> the year helped me with that one. I haven't seen Glitter, but yeah. I recognize that. It's fine. We're trip. not missing yeah. anything. Okay. okay, okay. All right. We got, so what do we have on the scoreboards over here? It is, I don't think there's Nick any catching up. Nick has four points and Caleb's got 
Zero points. So this could be a chance to come back for a last savior round. <laughs> no, I don't think so. no, you can't oh, win. Caleb can't win. This could be like whose line is it anyway? This is, scoring this, yeah. This so maybe you know what? This last one's for all the marbles. If anyone marbles. gets it, Caleb, if you get this, you you uh, win the game. Oh come on! <laughs> okay, okay. I don't, right. know, I don't know. We'll decide. Okay, we right. can go in on this together. Let's too. hear clue number five. Clue five. You guys can discuss and, and get this together too. How about that? Here we go. kind of sounds like the last uh one of those last scenes in reality bites but i know that it's not that mm. i think he said peggy Is yeah the there was a peg in there peggy. But, but she corrected him it's penny that's a, i mean that might be important that might not be this movie's from 1984 oh god okay it's an ensemble cast and it's a science fiction movie how about that let's get it one more time. 1984 mm-hmm. clue five Pencil Town Tunes. Sounds real science fiction-y. <laughs> <laughs> is this uh Buckeye, Buckaroo Banzai and the Adventures, Ac- uh, Adventures Across the Sixth Dimension? That uh, is very close to the title. <laughs> oh, can you tell me Buckaroo the- Banzai and his Adventures Across the. <clears throat> you got it reversed. It's the Adventures of. Oh, bu- Buckaroo Banzai Across the Sixth Dimension or something like that. Across the Eighth Dimension. Eighth <laughs> Oh boy, uh, Peter Weller. It's Peter Weller. Okay, so we'll call it a draw. Uh, <laughs> no one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, In Tinsel Town, Tinsel Town, Tins. No fucking rules in this game. The fucking thing sucks. The important thing. We'll do it live. There are no winners in Tinsel Town, Tins. Sorry, I went to obscure. Uh, uh, it's a tricky game. <laughs> Glad we played it. Thank you yeah. guys for playing. Yeah, I'm uh, just happy that I I got a little something right at the end. That that last scene, uh, it's worth watching. It's on YouTube, but it's uh, the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. And he, <laughs> I've never been able to remember that song, that title. Well, he's got a band. He's also like a, a yeah. neuroscientist and like an adventurer. Is and Jeff Goldblum in his band or he, is he managing the band? No, he's just around. He's not in the band but there's this like they're playing like a like an 80s rock song and then he goes like wait wait oh yeah is somebody is somebody crying is somebody not having a good time 
And then I, I, it's the scene still baffles me because the band's like, "What are you doing?" And then he's like, "Excuse me, who's not having a good time?" And there's like this poor drunk woman, and she like tells him why, and he's like, "The song's for you, Peggy." And she's like, "It's Penny." And then like he just goes into that song, and the whole band is like, "What is that?" And then they get attacked afterwards, and they all have guns. It's great. Thank you for the new game, Chris. Hey. We, we know we all know who the real winner was, and uh, right. I can't wait to play again. Let's hear that theme song one last time. Jumping back into the Men in Black soundtrack, we have arrived at track eleven with Destiny's Child, Killing Time. Beyonce ended up doing all right for herself. This is supposedly the first uh, Destiny's Child song ever released. I believe it, yeah. I think that they, it was a band that went through a few different iterations and different names uh, that probably put out things here and there. A shout out to uh, Houston, Texas, my hometown, Destiny's Child. And my friend uh, Sarah in high school who worked for a uh, high-end gift store and once uh, wrapped a Fabergé egg for... um, Beyonce's dad. <laughs> now we all know what to get Beyonce's dad. He uh, loves, he loves Fabergé eggs. They're still, you know, they're still keeping it real in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Kelly you know. Rowland, and who's the other uh, Destiny's Child? Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, how'd you guys feel about that song? Uh, it sounds like early. Uh, the, the, I don't think they quite found their footing yet, but they all have beautiful voices. You know, I mean, they're they're amazing singers for sure. Um, sultry R&B filler Yeah, yep. It yeah. Is, I will say it's crazy that this album The soundtrack of the album <laughs> Has the first Alicia Keys song And the first Destiny's Child song And the first solo Will Smith song Golly. And I think it was the first Snoop Dogg song That he did uh, outside of Death Row Records that, Which yeah. is kind of the beginning of his pop career because he was a big rap star but it was this kind of uh oh, i thought you were going to say for a song he's done uh while not smoking weed like, oh no, no. Well, that still hasn't that's happened impossible yeah. it's still uh yet to be determined <laughs> no no he quit smoking for a yeah, while when he was like uh coaching his kids football team or something yeah, they're like yeah i and think there, we... there was like six months of people like you heard that snoop was in sweat and out i think the season in the ahead. half-baked episode we did I, I remember that uh the director had mentioned contrary to popular belief that the entire shoot was um you know very sober yeah except for that one scene with <laughs> snoop dog like yeah. we couldn't not <laughs> yeah 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 um do you think like will smith i mean there were so many new people kind of discovered on this you know do you think will smith you know made a bunch of phone calls and was like mm-hmm. guys I'm going to put you on what might be the biggest soundtrack, but here's the deal. No swearing. Okay? <laughs> I, th- I think okay, what gang? happened is that he had had a music career prior to this, Yeah, uh, had quit that for some point in time, gotten into movies, to be an actor, and then yeah. when this film came out, thought, let me try to help capitalize the this franchise with, like, you know, putting together a soundtrack oh, in, yeah. in that kind of way. I believe it. I, th- I mean, this is an album... Uh, there's definitely like three production teams. It's like the Trackmasters, Jermaine Dupri, and then there was another. 
I mean, I think some of the Daily Soul Elfman. stuff is like a little yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danny Elfman and the Trackmasters. Uh, so I think it was definitely you know a few people got brought in and they had people they were working with and who had either albums that were kind of like stuck in development hell or were just getting started and so things kind of came together that way. Mm. So there there is kind of a very coherent sound like a real album, if not a real soundtrack. <laughs> It's just still so funny to me that none of these songs are in the movie. <laughs> I know, like, why? Like, why even have it? It's, why even yeah, have it? It's pretty great. Before we get too far, because I don't want to forget this, even at the time, the ending of this movie pissed me off so much. It's, it's the uh, the marble scene, yeah? No, well, not not, not, not the very ending, zoom but... Zoom out, uh, yeah, yeah. But. Um, it's kind of the same way at the end of The Matrix, uh, <clears throat> uh, Keanu Reeves, like, flies up into the air, yeah. and you're like, What? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, this movie's a huge hit. We have to have sequels. And apparently we yeah, have to deal with him being able to fly. huge, like, setup yeah. for the next, yeah. But they didn't, it wasn't consciously, like, in the next one, he's going to be flying around. It was kind of like, we'll just show him fly, movie over. And then they're like, oh, shit, so I guess he can fly if we're making another movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, in this one, Tommy Lee Jones uh, retires. Yeah. And Linda Fiorentino or something, the coroner becomes the new... Boyle. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the the coroner from Men in Black becomes uh, Will Smith's new partner. Yeah, but they like update the suits, so they're wearing these terrible '90s suits with like weird collars and like gross sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, we're doing it our way now," and that's like the big end of the thing. And you're like, "Oh," because like the movie is setting up that like everybody looks good and they have this like cool style, yeah. and then it just, they just sell it out at the end. And then when they did a sequel, they just completely just like Went ignored that the... that ever. Yeah, it's like we got to get Tommy Lee Jones back. Yeah. <laughs> he's wearing old suits again for no reason. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Let's take a listen to track 12. This is a, another artist and song that are not featured in the film. This is 3T <laughs> with Waiting for Love. More baby-making music there, uh, Chris. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's on my iPod playlist now. 3T, huh? 3T. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys know about this band? Yeah, it's Tito Jackson's Sons, right? Oh, yeah, three of Tito Jackson's three Sons. Three Tito oh, Jackson's three Tito's. Sons. It's three yeah. It's three young Titos who apparently all have names oh, wow. that start with T, because that's what normal people do when they have a yeah, bunch of kids. Of course. Oh, it's man. like a little bit of that George Foreman, George Foreman, George Foreman George, situation. Georgina uh, Foreman. Foreman syndrome. <laughs> I think I read somewhere that 3T is still actively performing. Hey, no man. way. You know, more power to him. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, what do you want to? What do you want to know? How deep do you want to yeah, dig into this? Listeners, anybody out there? Three T, yeah. Three T, R T fans. Um, yeah, <laughs> mediocre R and B that is just fueled and funded by you know blood money from Jackson Five. Oh God. <laughs> you know, sometimes on these soundtracks there will be a filler track like that in the film where there just needs to be some background music. But um, yeah, can't even. It's just not in the movie at all. Uh, why is it? Why is it here? I'm so, okay, I'm sorry I picked this this album. I'm sorry. I picked uh, I'm realizing now I should have I should have saved all my gripes about the ending of Men in Black until after we heard this song because we're kind of vamping at this point. <laughs> let's uh, you know, let's try out another track. This is De La Soul with Chanel Number Fever. Back on 
Wayne's Nah, I said it was yours to snatch the world back from Wayne We did, universally sparked the lid Now these ladies love how we live Got them caught, shit, you all known Looking so fly, that the dog would play Spiderweb, you're up, allies in here Sucker cats don't try to steer Near this, wish you could bring it this way Compliments of Wonder Why and my nigga David J See the Dore, me far, solar menu Reese to devour the stage, pull the guts out the venue ah, shut up new soul there from De La Soul. I like De La Soul. I, They've been around forever. Yeah. I like De La Soul. I think this is, this is definitely in between uh, the period when they were making like really interesting, important records and when they had a little bit of a resurgence, I think when I was in college, so it must have been 2002, 2003. So a little bit of a... <laughs> it's not super creative De La Soul. I saw De La Soul not that long ago. I mean, not that long ago. It was probably 12 years ago, but uh, they were pretty good. So. What's their what's their one big uh, song that I'm I'm reeling for right now? Uh, me myself and I, yes, I think yes, it's yes, the yes. that's the probably the biggest hit by Taylor. Well, that yeah, that whole album is amazing, which is three feet three feet high and rising, um, yeah. which I think was produced by Prince Paul and famously. That was in the era where it was just open season on sampling, oh, yeah. and so everything was just the sound collage where it was. Uh, Hall and Oates and and Steely Dan and like actually I don't know but anyway just like a ton of shit and uh, they can't like get a bunch of things cleared now and so I think that is a great album that's not available in a lot of streaming sites yeah you can't they don't. yeah this is Amazon user TBD <laughs> chiming in here with one star from August nineteenth of uh, two thousand sixteen music was a disgrace to the movie. <laughs> You have the theme song, but everything else on the CD is like a bad mix of new flavor and boys to men. Ooh. Harsh. Ice cold review, bud. I I mean, you can tell that the guy listened to the album. <laughs> this album is selling well. It's still selling well. There's one left on Amazon. Golly. It's crazy. Hey, hey guys, how do we market a soundtrack that was completely scored? And there's the one guy that's like, you guys aren't thinking outside of the box. We don't even use the music from the movie. Easy. I mean, yeah, that had to have been the real reason why this exists. Because it's like, we have what we assume is going to be a Will Smith hit. Hit. We got a hit it's on our a hands. hit. It's we, about the movie. We probably had to spend a bunch of money to clear the sample for it. <laughs> And it's like, well, cost so we release a single and it makes it sells a bunch of singles. It's like, man, eh, people don't really buy singles. You know, a single costs $4, but an album costs $17. That, that boardroom meeting has just been <laughs> totally insane. Like, well, I mean, it is Will Smith and his, he'll be on the cover of the album. Yeah. And it's sold how many millions of copies? It's crazy. Uh, my, actually, my favorite kind of uh, thing to think about is the idea of like, okay, I got my new, my first solo album coming out. I'm hot off this uh, this movie that was a big hit with this uh, theme song. You know what? <laughs> when I when I think about my album as like a piece of art, I think that Men in Black is definitely in it as like a whole like a song cycle. <laughs> it goes from like a jiggy with it, and like Men in Black is definitely a part of what I was thinking conceptually. It's like, <laughs> wait, the theme song to the fucking movie is going on your first album? Like. If only the Independence Day film had had this type of soundtrack treatment. Yeah, that would now be... we're cooking with gas. Ooh. Oh boy, <laughs> hot off the press. I uh, I would respect it more if he insisted even now in his like later period to do a theme song for every movie. Yeah, he should have done one for Collateral Beauty. 
Yeah. Here comes collateral. <laughs> what was the that last same Patrice Russian song? Last, what the last one was? Ooh, I, I want to say like Nod Your Head for Men in Black 2. Okay. Um, You're probably right. Nod Your Head. And that was like not really Men in Black, but like he was in the Men in Black outfit in the music video. Um, I Am Legend. I Am Legend. He definitely did not do a theme song. <laughs> that would have been incredible. Yes. That would have been pretty good. Acape- acapella. Yeah. <laughs> I Am Legend. Uh, Just that he, same funk song over and over again. Yeah, he did what? Wild Wild West. Uh, and then he did, I think. I feel like he did one more. Which yeah. Is, that just, that's a lot. That's a lot. Was there a wilder, wilder West? There was the wildest, wildest West. No, Caleb is shaking his head in disgrace. Dude, that, that movie... <laughs> Oh god, that movie! That's I had it on DVD. It was it was one of the worst. It's one of the worst it's movies one of, it's ever. One of the made. worst movies. Yeah. Well, once upon a time in the West, <laughs> Madman, last his man diamond, last his lost his damn mind. In Clean the West. Western poor, rapping. Uh, that poor Stevie Wonder sample <laughs> yeah. just like rung through the machine. Uh, what do we got next, Nick? <laughs> well, you know, this is track fourteen. This is Buckshot LaFunk with some cow funk. More tea, Vicar. I've said this before on the podcast, uh, you know, when classic, iconic jazz artists decide to try something weird and fun in the 90s, uh, just because you can doesn't mean you should. (laughs) Do you guys remember that song, Cantaloupe? Um, Cantaloupe? Cantaloupe. It was like a jazz loop with like uh, drum samples and then people kind of rapping over it. And it was like a a mild like a pop hit from the 90s. And this is definitely uh, like trying to get that vibe. And it's like burn it. That's some real, real bastard jazz. (laughs) Wait, what? Which Marcellus is this? That is uh, Branford Marcellus. Marcellus. This is his. uh, You know, he had played some music with different artists and decided to try doing like a weird funky project on. I think on this album, like Buckethead, you know, (laughs) plays a guitar solo on one song that's just totally insane. Um, the Marsalis family is just you know yeah, I mean they're he, they're pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Wynton Marsalis has like uh, like twenty nephews or something like that, and then there's yeah. just so many. It's a multi generational jazz yeah. family. It's, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, but uh, you know the Buckshot Lafonk. <laughs> can you read the entire name of that song again? Because it yeah, I'm a little even... confused. This does use parentheses. The uh, the song is titled Some Cow Funk. And it's it's F O N Q U E, yeah. and then in parentheses um, is Morty Vicar, like a question, <laughs> like you're asking like a priest if he wants more <laughs> tea. It's it's completely absurd. Oh my god. Yeah, well, obviously this is like real deep jazz that I just don't understand. This yeah, is like man. really conceptual stuff. You know, like <laughs> next, yeah. If you don't get it, you're not supposed to. The, yeah, the years of exactly. like the years of like listening to jazz that you have to do to even get to the level of, of getting to understand that track. Yeah, shout out to Berkeley College of Music. That's a master's degree in jazz at the uh, at the minimum. Oh man, just a bunch of jazz holes. <laughs> 
running loose in the studios of New York City. <laughs> All right. Let's fucking right, get right. to this okay. pig. It uh, is sick. Is it good news or bad news? Good news or bad news? What Fuck jazz! <laughs> Track 15. This is the Men in Black main theme by the one and only Danny Elfman. Could only be from the mind of Elfman. Dude, the Some funny thing is, Elfman. it's great. If I if I walked into a coffee shop and that was playing, I would know that that was the Men in Black theme. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind That's of insane. great coffee shop music too. Yeah. It's <laughs> you march out of there with your americano. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. People are just fucking flipping out. There's uh, coffee flying everywhere. <laughs> it's a great theme, like Danny Elfman. Like, uh, does does somebody even want to like list off everything that he's done beyond the pop career of Ongo Boingo? Uh, Simpsons theme song. Obviously, the Simpsons. Simpsons theme. Nightmare Before, well, all the Tim Burton movies. Yeah, yeah. The Tim Burton Batman Hook. movies. Um, Hook. Hook. Soundtrack for Hook. Yeah. Hook. Hook. <laughs> Tinsel Town <laughs> tunes. Uh, I mean, the guys. It's kind of crazy to me how there's like a handful of Hollywood composers do so much. It's like Hans Zimmer, Danny Elfman, Mark Mothersbaugh. John Williams. Yeah, he's like he's just the they've got a phone that's the Danny Elfman phone at like Universal Studios or whatever. And they're just like, oh yeah, yeah, give uh, should we pick up the Hans or the yeah, it's the Elfman phone. Just call him. He had an interesting tidbit in a uh, interview he did, um, you know, about the new Men in Black score that um, you know has just come out. I believe they put out the soundtrack a couple of weeks before the movie. Nice. It's good. And, oh, then this episode's really late. Yeah. He said that, uh, I'm always amazed when people don't follow the simple lesson that James Bond and Star Wars taught everyone when they bring back a theme everyone loves because it gives people a great thrill. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's totally true. Like, you know, he wants people to, uh, when they hear that music, even though they might not remember it, to, to get excited like you're seeing an old friend. Yeah. I fucking, dude, there's a lot of He's movies, very smart. there's a lot of movies that I really really like that I would not recommend. I would not uh, recognize the theme to. Yeah, right. and I, I recognize this theme. Absolutely, yeah. Elfman. It's not a bad. It's not a bad theme. It's not gonna you know blow my socks off. But I'm like, oh, that's the Men in Black theme for sure. It, it fucking fits the movie. It's like you know cartoonish and weird and kind of dark. There's this uh, like the the last track on the soundtrack we're coming up on track 16. Uh, funny enough, is the Men in Black. <laughs> Closing theme, oh boy. which yeah. they it seems like maybe they could have let off the album <laughs> with the main theme and maybe closed it out, but it's you know just a list of you know songs that aren't in the movie. And then, by the way, here's the opening and closing title yeah, the of the two, film the two movie songs so, that were in there. Let's listen to the closing theme from Danny Elfman. There we go. I don't know how much of the new movie has to do with Brooklyn, but um, on the on the new soundtrack uh, that Elfman has put together, there's a song called L Train, oh. and uh, it sounds like a real nightmare. <laughs> it's pretty great. I listened to it on the way here when I took the L Train. All right. It's like, ah. 
I read that, uh, so the original <laughs> script for Men in Black was supposed to be set, I think, maybe in Vegas or, like, outside uh, of... DC. It was in all the underground bunkers. Yeah, so like, like in Area DC 50. And, yeah, New Mexico, uh, Vegas. All uh, area, area 50. And, what is it, 50? What, 51. 51. 51. Area 51. But the, the director came on and he was like, it has to be in New York because, I mean, he's from New York, but yeah. it's like New York is a place where aliens could be and nobody would yeah. give it a second thought. Yeah. And that is, like, the theme of the movie that really works so well where it's like every situation it's like oh of course that person's an alien and like oh yeah cab drivers are all aliens and uh there's a, at one point there's like a giant screen where it shows a bunch of celebrities that they're monitoring because they're secretly aliens yeah and it's like uh what george lucas george lucas is on there uh steven spielberg Sp- sylvester stallone, sylvester stallone. <laughs> i think oprah is on there what? um <laughs> Oprah, and, Oprah. And, and Al Roker is Al Oprah. Roker, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end, uh, you know, they say something about Dennis Rodman. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. There's a cheap shot of Dennis Rodman. They're like, not much of a disguise. <laughs> and uh, they change that uh, in international movies to Michael Jackson. And oh. strangely enough, Michael Jackson is in Men in Black Two. He makes a brief cameo. Yeah, as an alien. As an alien. <laughs> so, Funny thing, if they just held on, like uh, Dennis Rodman's a huge international celebrity, so I feel like they could have let it let it ride. Yeah, if they just held on until the North Korea, the most crisis. famous oh, person man. in North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. He saved us all. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for being friends with the the guy. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Chris. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got um, you know, I got greedy with the game. I went a little, uh, <laughs> yeah, went a little off the rails with that one. No, no, I, um, this is um, I mean, this is a a soundtrack with a very distinct aesthetic. No, I burned my pick. So yes. the only thing left to do is to review, <laughs> as we say. We're gonna have to review this album. Tinsel, town, I'm glad that I can use this. <laughs> Yeah, let's thing hope, for yeah. every break. It's yeah. amazing. It works for every moment. All right, so rating this out. Caleb, you want to rate this for us? All right, all right, all right. Um, McConaughey out rating. Of, <laughs> out, of 15, right. out of 15 points, decimal points allowed. I actually haven't thought about it until now. Uh, I'm going to... First of all, this is music inspired by a film this is music that hardly appears mm-hmm. in the movie even the mm-hmm. one song that's in the movie is in the closing credits this well, is except for the score this is technically not a soundtrack it's a soundtrack the, the album men in black the album so keep that in mind yeah. so this spits in the face of everything we care about here at <laughs> track it's, very, it's genre bending <laughs> yes. yes that's one is most uh, of one genre but it is i mean it's all original music um it's not bad. There's like nothing really that bad. I'm gonna give it an eight point three. Nice. Okay. Nice. Good job, man. Favorite That's song it. I think would probably be the Nas song. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Little stab there. Thank you, Caleb. Uh, Chris, what do you got for rating on this bad boy? You know, having owned this, uh, I think I forgot how little I actually listened to it. <laughs> And this was back. It's an unopened CD. It's, yeah, it's an unopened CD. Uh, I, I couldn't get. The, sometimes they were hard to open back in yeah, the you days. Had you had to buy that thing to cut the top on that. Yeah, it was yeah, really difficult. Um, truth be told, I think I just listened to the Will Smith song again and again uh, at the top of the album. Here come the Men in Black. Um, it was no coincidence that that was the first track on the album. <laughs> yeah, they know. They know why I bought it. And then, like, I would get to about song seven. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm gonna go. <laughs> what, what, who am I fooling here? My life. <laughs> 
Um, but going back and listening to it as an adult, I'm going to give it about uh, a 7.9. Okay. Because it's very inoffensive music. Like, it's good. it's a good listen. As I said, it does seem like a, you know, now it's like a bachelor pad, like, let me put this on to make everybody feel at it's ease. Really not th- I really wish that we had made <laughs> you review why. first because I feel like I could have stared at you and like just with my eyes got you down into like the 5.3. <laughs> what did I say? 7.9? And then he hits the neuralizer and makes <laughs> yeah, Chris forget everything yeah. he just said. Okay. I just don't think I just lean over a little bit. I just watch the score <laughs> start to tick down. Yeah, I'm getting uh, daggers from Caleb across the room here. Uh, 7.9. That's what I'm sticking with. All right. <laughs> All right, Nikki, bring us home. What do you got? For this album, from zero to 15 Will Smiths, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's easy. There's two Will Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this 10 stars. A, a solid 10.0. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I found some... it to be like pretty enjoyable to listen through. It was I, had, a... I had fun with it. It was um, terrible. The, uh, you know, the songs that have been sampled uh, throughout. Like it's always fun to hear those, uh, even if there's clean rap about wiping your shoes on the mat on top of it. And um, yeah, you know, that's fair. I and mean, then yeah. and then you got Danny Elfman at the end, which is always good. He's you know he's super quirky. Uh, no one really liked Danny Elfman out there. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that gets some points for yeah, me. Th- throw poor Danny Elfman a bone at the end of that album. Yeah, it's like, by yeah. the way, here's here's a couple of things. <laughs> Seventy five million dollars off the Simpsons. <laughs> the yeah. Simpsons Why is he still working? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's confusing. He just yeah, loves he, making he music. Man. Yeah. Alrighty, this is going to take us right into recommendations. recommendations. Uh, <laughs> here we go. I'm going to have to recommend Tinsel some tracks. Town recommendations, baby. Live. <laughs> Coming to you live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. So, in honor of the Men in Black soundtrack, we are adding a song to the track listing Spotify playlist this week. Um, our favorite space songs. That's okay. correct. Songs having to do with space. You yeah. know, take it as you, uh, yeah, okay. you, know, you interpret it how you will. Who wants to go first? Um, Chris, what do you got for us? I've got a song called Estrellar which means star in Portuguese no, and Spanish, oh, estrella, yes. but estrellar by Marcos Viale. Uh, and uh, it's about him trying to become a star, and then he talks about the planets and stuff. But uh, it's a great jam. I cannot stop listening to it. I found it on Spotify, um, and I guess Marcos has been like a kind of a DJ guy, that sort of lasted the test of time from the 80s till now. So he's released like a lot of albums over the years, but has somehow sort of stuck around the, uh, uh, you know, the nightlife scene. So let's, let's hear something. Yeah, we like that kind of stuff here on track listing. Yeah, yeah that's really good. good man. Well, he talks about, uh, like, you know, it's like, gotta work out, gotta stay in shape. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, man. And then it's like, uh, gotta eat well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then it goes into like, you know, sun and moon and that sort of stuff. So all aspects of Gotta the Gotta stay star. home. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, that that song's great, and he's got a couple other hits, um, none of which I think are as good as this one, which is from I think the '80s. But it's funny, I all, almost went with a uh, like Brazilian song actually, but uh, didn't end up going with it. Oh, nice. The lyrics in it were too confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But maybe we'll get to it in another episode. I had to Google translate these lyrics just to make yeah, sure it was uh, yeah, apropos. Yeah. So okay. Caleb, you want to give us a uh, song here? Sure. I uh, I almost went with a Sun Ra song because that's a, a man who <laughs> has um, challenged the world. Yeah, I mean, he made a whole career of, of making jazz from outer space. But uh, space I, I ended place. up sparing a lot of you. I went with... Um, <laughs> Thank you. I mean, Thank when you think of space songs, it's hard not to think of David Bowie. It's very true. Um, but it's, it's so cliche to pick a Bowie song. Everybody already knows it. So I, I went the, through this whole thought process. The next myself. best thing, um, a German one-hit wonder, Peter Schilling, uh, in 1983, he wrote a song that was essentially an off-brand uh, sequel to uh, Space Oddity, which is... Of course, Space Oddity is a parable about an astronaut going to space, but it's really about somebody uh, on drugs and having an existential crisis. This is a literal song about an astronaut getting lost in space um, called uh, Major Tom Coming Home from I love this song. The beginning uh, is very dancey in a good way. And there, the original was done in German. Yeah. And uh, what movie do I recognize that from? I don't know if it's a movie. It was there was a somewhere there was a, heard that somewhere uh, a German and British series called uh, it was like Berlin eighty three. That's what it was. No. And it was like <laughs> anyway. Uh, the original of this song is in German, and uh, I know we have some German listeners, so no offense, but the English version's a lot better. There's something about the German language that doesn't really work with rock and roll singing. Whereas I feel like Nina's 99 Luft Balloons is far superior in German. Oh, English, okay. Well, there you, know? you go. Yeah. So. Nikki. But yeah, I, I love that song. I love that song. Nikki, what do you got? For my space pick, I went with the song Light Years Away by the Canadian production duo known as Oliver. Nice. And they've produced a lot of, uh, you know, cool, kind of crazy, weird sounding electronic music. And they've also been behind the scenes making tracks for Katy Perry and uh, a lot of pop stars that you've probably heard the music of. But when they do their own thing, uh, I think they're based out of L.A. now. And... uh, they make some crazy electronic music. This is uh, Light Years Away. Pressure. Compensation. Gravity. Congratulations. Noise. Strategies.
Yeah, they put out that song as a single, but uh, check check out all of her stuff. It's cool. Yeah, man. Were yeah. you at that concert at the Good Room with me? Yes. Yeah, it yeah, was a uh, friend of the pod, Jackson, and That's uh, right. Nick and I. And I can't remember if you weren't there, I were you? I don't think I was there. It was about uh, 90% dudes. That was the thing. We didn't That's know what the cross-section... music is hot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, I th- it looks like a Dave Matthews crowd. What's happening here? This doesn't make sense. But we probably heard that beat drop about, like... It was, it was 90% dudes and 90% that beat drop. But it is such a jam. that yeah. It's yeah. such a banger that... Yeah, I think I probably know band. that song only because Nick turned me on to it, but it's a great song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great song, Nick. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us this week. All right, thank and, you guys uh, thanks, much. thanks, as always, to Teen Commandments for our intro and outro music. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, we'd like to thank Chris once more for his uh, great yeah. new game. Thank you for that. <laughs> Chancel We love you guys very much. We'll see you <laughs> next time on the red carpet. Maybe we'll do an episode in the field. See what happens. (laughs) Oh, the stars are here. Thanks for listening to Track Listing. (laughs)